everybody! Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, or should I say St. Dan, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about sainthood. It's St. Patrick's Day while we're recording. Yeah, we're we're recording on, uh, I, I hope you're wearing green, Franklin. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, if I were, if we were in the same room, you would be so pinched right now. I, it's nothing but orange. Why did I wear all orange today? Oh, interesting. That's bad. It's really, it's a bad you're, thing. Oh, wear. you're on the wrong side of this one. No, no. <laughs> I wore blue. I mean, but whatever. Well, actually blue was Uh-oh. St. Patrick's color. What? That's a little known fact. St. Patrick's <laughs> color was blue. That's true. I swear to God. Well, then what's the screen thing about? No, oh, that's Ireland's color. Oh, I'm confused. Anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll be talking up. about saints and sainthood, and the and I'm baffled by the whole concept. I want to get into it. And you were once a saint, so let, yeah, I was we'll, once a saint. We'll, and we'll get into that too. We'll come all around back to that after some news from the yeah. last uh, week or so. Dan, are you you're familiar with this? Don't say gay bill down in Florida, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I'm, it, I'm reasonably familiar with it. We've yeah. all heard of it. Yeah, it uh, it's that law. I believe it's passed and signed. Not so sure about the signed. We're not worried about whether it's going to be signed, though. Right. Um, no. We know Governor DeSantis <laughs> is uh, plenty fine with uh, yeah. with trying to make sure that teachers aren't allowed to talk about them queers. Yeah, this bill is designed to uh, targets the the LGBTQIA community broadly and uh, limiting what teachers can say in the classroom in Florida right. uh, Among specifically. Other yeah. And specifically with elementary school uh, age yeah. kids, um, which it's funny because the, when you hear conservatives talk about it, they're like, we don't want them talking about gay sex in the class. It's like, dude, no one was going to talk about gay sex. Yeah. They were just going to acknowledge that Sam has two dads and that's fine. Yeah. Or that your teacher that picture of the guy on his desk, that's his husband. Right. Right. Like, what do you do in that scenario? Right. And With something some, like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, it's it's absurd. If, yeah. if, if they're old enough for you to talk about a straight married relationship, they're right. old enough for you to talk about a gay married relationship. Absolutely. Well, anyway, the author or sponsor or introducer of the, the bill itself, uh, one uh, state representative, Joe Harding, Who's from Ocala? Is that how you say that, that town in Florida? Ocala, I, I don't Florida. Know. Anyway, there was a tornado in Ocala, <laughs> and it hit his house square on, <laughs> knocked that motherfucker to the ground, <laughs> and oh. uh, nobody was home at the time. Oh, that's good. And but that is good, right? You don't hope don't for hard, bad things to happen to people. But this is important to bring up because if this had been some Democrat who had passed some bill that the conservatives didn't like, this tornado would have been. If this had been the guy that had passed the abortions are free for everyone bill. Yes, exactly. This This would have been God's wrath. Absolutely. An act of God and. uh, Proof that he was wrong. Absolutely. And instead. Nobody's saying anything, 
Right. Weird. Huh. Weird. That. Yeah, why isn't I... this a sign? Right? Why isn't <laughs> like this guy authored the goddamn thing? It passed, and like within days, his house is knocked over by the finger of God. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, where is it? Where, where are you people? Right? Where, well, uh, as we've learned from, uh, from Patty, from our, our friend, not St. Patrick, but from, uh, from <laughs> Pat, Pat Robertson, Robertson, uh, he, look, sometimes it's just, a, sometimes it is God's judgment for a sinful America and for, you know, being okay with lesbians or whatever. But other times it's just a weather phenomenon and you guys should all just chill out. And what are you talking about? <laughs> it can't be both. Sorry. Sorry guys. He, if look, God just works that you're, way. You lack the discerning to know which is which doesn't mean that Mr. Well, Robertson. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly when it hits people, he doesn't like it's God. That's right. it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I wish it had been God, but there yeah. was a, I, no, I, of course I don't wish that there was a God in these small moments, you know, where you find yourself going, <laughs> Oh, I wish there was actually a hell. Cause that person belongs there yeah. right? and deserves it. Right. Yeah. This is one where it's like, ah, uh, would yeah. I, would I, would I want to live <laughs> in that universe? probably not but it's funny because i in general i don't want anyone's house knocked down by a tornado that is you know i i have a a very close friend who recently went through a whole thing where he had to leave his house because of a flood and uh (laughs) and that wasn't very fun no it wasn't no uh i so i don't tend to wish it on people but i this guy one hopes and here's the other the really bullshit thing is you got it. I mean, I imagine this guy is is a is a dyed in the wool believer, a, a, mm. a true form Christian. Oh yeah. I just you want it to give him pause, mm. at least to give him pause. Nope. This but is these what... people are so completely confident in mm-hmm. their position mm-hmm. that that is what God wants. They're oh, yeah. so completely wrapped up in that that it won't even occur to him or. They'll find the silver lining uh, and it's attributed to God. Here's him saying, we are blessed, he said in response to the tornado. It could have been a lot worse. Well, that's true. And so God helped it not be a lot worse. But that's not really how blessings work. The the whole point of blessings is not... Not getting how much more like, yes, God fucked with us, but it could have been worse. Yeah. The miracle would have been everybody else's house is knocked down except and for yours and yours survived. Yeah. yeah. Except for the good Joe Harding himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad nobody was hurt, but I'm also glad. I hope he finds his Bible in pristine condition somewhere. <laughs> I, I just, just so we can have something else to talk about next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, over there on, in Eastern Europe, there's there's a bit of a war Yeesh. on. They're yep. having a bit of a war. Yeah. Um, I I don't like it. I don't I don't think it's a good idea, but uh, but it's happening. Uh, and the thing about it is that Mr. Putin, who is who is, uh, I've decided I don't think he's a very nice man. <laughs> 
<laughs> is completely backed and supported 100% by Patriarch Kirill, who is the, uh, the, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is the state church of Russia. Now, but a uh, Russian Orthodox is not limited to Russia. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, Christian Orthodoxy is all over the world. Mm-hmm. And there are different patriarchates, but the Moscow Patriarchate is, is a big one. Mm-hmm. And it's one that, that a lot of congregations outside of Russia are affiliated with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, this leaves a lot of churches in a real pickle about like what to do because, mm. as, you know, especially the church, the Russian Orthodox churches in Europe, which which they're scattered throughout Europe, uh, there they suddenly have this dilemma of how to handle because uh, I don't know if you know this, but this war not very popular in Europe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you think. Literally, almost nobody supports the war, uh, and and most people see it as the terrorist act that it is, the the horrific mm-hmm. uh, act that it is. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do? Uh, and it's interesting. There are several congregations that have stopped commemorating the patriarch in their liturgies, which is a standard oh. thing. It's just a standard small bit of text that you go through. Okay. Um but they've just stopped doing that, mm. which is interesting. It's a it's a big deal protest in orthodox churches, but also it's kind of it can fly under the radar like only people who go to church regularly and are paying attention while they're there would even notice it. Right, right. Okay. It's not So overt. there's that. They're not saying something bad about him. They didn't add something bad about him. Right. Yeah, okay. But they have taken him out of the liturgy. Okay. Um, and, then, you know, others have written letters, uh, open letters even, saying uh, just sort of... At- letters? Yeah. Okay. Uh, saying that they they condemning the, the action uh, in that Russia is taking against Ukraine. I and, am a uh, fan of a strongly worded letter. Okay. <laughs> Especially if it's open, an, an open letter, indeed to every yeah. to to patriarch patriarch Kirill, but yeah, to be read by all. <laughs> anyway, uh, then there's this the few that are actually that have actually taken the action of leaving the Russian patriarchate and already, uh, and, yeah, that was quick. Well, there was so for instance, there was a parish in called the parish of Saint Nicholas in Myrna. Mm. Uh, oh, St. Nicholas of Myrna in Amsterdam. Mm. Okay. And then, you know, they have several hundred worshipers, most of whom are of Russian descent. Okay. But uh, they basically started, you know, they they really were feeling the pressure to, to do something because, you know, there are people of good conscience and, uh, and they're affiliated with this church that is 100% supporting this horrific action. So they've so they they took they they started to take like baby steps. They they wrote a letter uh calling on the patriarchate to to condemn the war. And then hmm. the we, this weird things happened where the where a, an outside archbishop came in one day and just took over and did the liturgy himself 
and and brought in his own henchmen, his own, I, I guess it was a deacon or something, oh, to, yeah. so that they took over the entirety of the thing, which he has, I guess, the authority to do. But uh, but one parishioner called it, said it was like a spiritual tank sent to our parish. Ooh. Literally, this guy turned up unannounced just before their service and did the whole thing, making sure to... Uh, to commemorate Kirill. Ew. So, so th- that was gross and yucky. Yeah. And then a Z. You know how the letter Z has kind of... It's not in the Cyrillic alphabet that Russians use, right. but the letter Z has become the, uh, the symbol of Russian support uh, for whatever reason. And a letter Z... Yeah, it's because they like Zorro so much. Uh, but a letter Z showed up on their on that church's gates, which seems to have been the straw that broke the camel's back, and they have just decided that they have asked to be released from that patriarchate and uh, taken up by the ecumenical patriarchate. So the universal, right? Ecumenical. Yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah. I I think they're the ones that are under uh, uh, Turkey, the Turkish guy, Bartholomew the first. Something like that. Possibly. It's in my next art story. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. We'll transition then, baby. That's uh, the, I, I well, we might that's, as well pivot. I mean, it's good. I, I'm, yeah, that was, I don't have much to say about it, but it's like great that they're like standing up for, you know, their conscience and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the U S commission on international Free- religious freedom Okay. You've heard of that before, right? Sure. Um, has uh, released a little uh, uh, statement warning of significant oppression, religious oppression, if Russia gains control of Ukraine. You think? And of course, it's not all that surprising and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, Big shocker. But I just, you just have to step back. And wonder what in the fuck these Putin-loving evangelicals, what kind of somersaults and mental gymnastics they're going to be doing in the face of what you were just talking about, right? The, yeah. the Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, well, there's the, the Orthodox Church of Ukraine, which broke away from the right. Russian Orthodox Church. Yeah. Um, back and and gained recognition from Bartholomew the first, the ecumenical right. patriarch of Constantinople. Uh, that was yes. back just a few years ago in 2019. Um, obviously, that that separation would be in great jeopardy because they're just going to be like, "Yeah, you guys don't exist." It, this is the Russian right. Orthodox Church. What are you talking about, right? Um, so there would be that, and we already know that Russia has severe problems with you know, not really liking certain religious groups. Um, they limit sure. uh, proselytizing from like the Mormons, for example, they're right. kicking out the J dubs. I think you talked about that two shows ago or whatever. Yeah, They're, they're throwing them in jail. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, and they have a history of this, the Tatar, Tatar Muslims in uh, Crimea, which of course is mm-hmm. Russian controlled. Um, and has been since they invaded it back, what, 2000, whatever, 14. 
nonetheless, they've they've targeted them, and they they fa- regularly face terrorism charges um, simply because of their ethnic and religious identity, according to outside reports. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the Russian modus operandi with this kind of thing, right? They've in other areas that they've aggressed into, they go after religious freedom. And one just has to wonder though, what the Putin lovers like they they're fucking evangelicals for Christ's sake. Right. Yeah. But what do they think they're going to get if they were like living under, under Putin, right. Or a Putin like figure. Like why, how, what do they love about this guy? But here's the thing. The thing that you're missing is that they don't want religious freedom. Religious freedom is like not on their radar. What they want is for everybody to be their religion. Right. But Putin's not their religion. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that I have the hardest time wrapping my head around is that (laughs) he's given the opportunity like he's not going to all of a sudden become evangelical and make, no. you know, the patriarch of, you know, <laughs> Moscow or whatever, the one you right. just mentioned, right? That, like, I don't know. I haven't really yeah. thought this one through too clearly. <laughs> I was just sort of outraged at the, the, the continued support of evangelicals of Putin yeah. and the, the ways that, like, these, these people, I believe are officially like I already knew they were like, they didn't really like the United States um, and our government and everything, but like they officially <laughs> these are anti-Americans. Yeah. The, these people hate America and everything, every democratic value that we stand for. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just I felt that, like, I think that's, that's I felt a, like reiterating it. I felt like saying it. No, again. I, nobody says it that way. And <laughs> it's important to say, you know, I got into a, in, into a tiff on, uh, on Facebook just, just the other day, uh, which I was, re- I really enjoyed this little tiff because mm-hmm. somebody in a group that I'm in, uh, a group that is not, uh, that, that is centered around RVing rather than around any of the other uh, things that I of actually like. Of course you belong to an RV group on, on Facebook. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> it is, it is a scary place to be. Anywho, somebody posted this thing about this big old flag, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I decided to mess with them a little bit. And I was like, doesn't it bother you that that's a violation of us flag code? <laughs> Which it very much is, and they very much they you know they do that all the time. They love to violate the flag code because they yeah. don't actually care about you know honoring the United States of America with their America stuff. What they care about is a a, a vision of America that doesn't actually exist, right? And that's what they love. But I think you're absolutely right that they don't actually love America uh-uh. or the United States. No, they love this thing that they dream about but isn't real and uh and has I know. And, and but like has no basis in reality but they'll sit there and talk about that that god basically founded this country yeah right in in their in their stupid mythology about the united states the founders were all inspired men mouthpieces right. of god basically yeah right and 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 the you know, documents how, were written basically by the hand of God. Exactly. Through them. These d- 
documents which have problems, right? Yeah. We know we know what a lot of the problems are enshrining slavery yeah. into our founding documents. A problem. Anyway, they they just refuse to 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 see the values though that were espoused in these in these documents. Yeah. And what we have what these documents have allowed us to aspire to as a country. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, aspirations. And, and develop into. And we As- fall short of those aspirations. Yeah. A lot, you know, often. Yeah. Largely because of these assholes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to move on to uh, a study that was done here in these United States. Basically looking at this was this came out of uh, Rice and West Virginia universities. And it looked at atheists. And it oh, was okay. asking the question, who, who among us, among in our atheist community, is most likely to be an out atheist and who is most likely to be an in or rather a closeted atheist? Mm. And mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that the results of this will surprise any of our listeners. Okay. But it is interesting to have data on it. it the study basically found that uh, women... Uh, atheists, Republican atheists, and Southerners um, are all much less likely to be open about about that belief uh, or lack of belief. So a Republican woman in the South who's atheist is going to She's- lie. Is <laughs> 100% going to say, hell yeah, I believe in God. Um, I'll see you at church on Sunday. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, Doesn't it makes me. sense yeah. because, you know, people are awful to atheists a lot of the time in, in yeah. the United States. Interestingly, mm-hmm. atheists are very likely to experience, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Persecution. Thank you. Persecution and, and, uh, ill treatment, et cetera. Hmm. Um, however, Atheists, as opposed to people who call themselves agnostic or people who just say that they're not religious, mm-hmm. atheists are the most likely group to be out and open about it, even though they are also the most likely to take heat for it. Oh, okay. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, you know, I think I think if you get to the point where you realize that you're in that, that category, I, th- I almost feel like... I'm, there's some sense that it makes to my brain, and I'm not sure how I make sense of it, but somehow it makes sense to me that even though atheists are specifically less like, more likely to be discriminated against, it, they're also people who have done the hard work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Who have done mm-hmm. the mental work to get to an understanding and of the universe, and they're they're likely to encounter the universe. W- and the people in it from that perspective. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to me that once you've gotten yourself to the point where you can admit, oh, I guess I just don't believe there's a God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just, you know, you're more likely to, to be willing to say it. But I'll tell you what, I, a lot of women are put themselves in danger if they say it. You know, they, they risk, there's risk mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of risk. And, mm-hmm. you know... Surely, if, if you're a Republican in the South, you're not going to get far 
uh, saying that you're an atheist. So I get that. <laughs> uh, you know, you, the, the simple thing is just to stop being a Republican. That would be a, a, a good start. Oh, but no, I, yeah. It, 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 but yeah, I mean, I think that it's interesting. Uh, I think these people are very right to know that there is uh there there are very real consequences to to admitting this about themselves. And yet, you and I have said for a long time that it's important that visibility it is, is very important. It's incredibly important, right? Like so when you can, right? If, if you're you, safe, if, if you're safe, I think it's really important to be out. Yeah. But it's it's um it's also, you know, if you need to fly under the radar, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. That, I mean, it's an individual choice. It is yeah. a choice for each person to make on their own, uh, based on, based on their own situation. And we can't, we certainly can't yeah. know your situation and, you know, but people, it's going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable no matter what. Well, that's likely. true. No, yeah. no matter what, it's going to be uncomfortable to come out. And so you do have to kind of, you know, gird yourself up a little bit and, yeah. And, uh, but do, do a risk assessment for sure. Yeah. Know, know what you're, know what you're risking by, by doing it. But if you can, looking at, at all, you teenagers who with religious parents specifically. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. You may want to hold off. You need yeah. that roof over your head and exactly. Religious parents have been known to kick kids out. Yeah. You'll have the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can to be as out as you please. Yes, it's true. In whatever many different ways you need to be out. All right. Dan. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of this this guy before. A a fellow by the name of Jesus Christ, maybe. <laughs> oh, um is, is that Jesus H Christ? <laughs> yeah. No, but uh just in case you've never heard of Jesus Christ. Do not worry. Do not worry. There's been a massive ad buy uh, nationwide, uh, a $100 million ad campaign <laughs> that, is, that is aiming to make Jesus, quote, the biggest brand in your city. Oh, my God. They want to get him up there. Like, if, if, if you watch over-the-air television or get online, there are certain brands that you're going to see a lot of. You're going to see Old Navy ads. Right? Sure. You're going to see TD Ameritrade ads, <laughs> right? You know, you have, you know, nationwide insurance yeah. ads. Uh, you name the car company ads, right? Sure. Um, well, these good folks behind the, he gets us campaign. Oh, please. Jesus no. Christ. He gets us. Oh God. Um, they are going to be saturating the airwaves for the next month with the same intensity as uh, these, these, these other brands out there. No, as Coca-Cola. No, right? please. Thank because, you. Because, no. you know, you haven't heard of them. They're specifically uh, going to be targeting millennials and Gen Z. Doesn't uh -huh. surprise me. Obviously. Um, yes. and apparently, they claim these are carefully crafted, exhaustively researched, uh -huh. and market-tested messages about Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's going to be billboards. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're going to be everywhere. Can Dan. we can we do an ad buy of billboards that just says, yeah, we know. <laughs> I know. We, seriously. We've heard. 
It's okay. Uh, you, I do, just... you don't have to spread the news to us. We got it. Jesus Christ. Like, like for crying out loud, the guy is a curse word. That's yeah. how big he is. Yeah, exactly. When the, when the atheist can't even get away, yeah. away from. When we like, stub our toe, guess whose name we call out? It's fine. We got it. We've, we, we all know about him. You I can, actually, yeah, yeah. But, but he, uh, I guess they he, got some money burning holes in their pockets. Yeah. Um, apparently in the past, um, a lot of Christians have, have felt uneasy with ad campaigns about, you know, their own church, right? Yeah, or let's other encourage churches. that. Let's encourage right. more of that unease. Yeah. Well, the, this, this thing is designed to totally gloss over that unease. <sighs> Just put their minds at rest because it's non-denominational. Oh, that's it's good. not any one religious group. It's just about Jesus, man. He's brand he's, brand Jesus. Yeah. Big Jesus. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's bigger than the Beatles. There's a website you can go to. Um, yeah. I think it's he gets us dot org. He gets us dot com. Oh, it's a dot com. It's okay. a dot com. Uh, you can choose four ways to engage. You can chat live. You can text for prayers and positive vibes. Um, <laughs> you I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start texting for, <laughs> for vibes. <laughs> you can sign up to join a small group. Okay. Um, and uh, Or you can click through to read a Bible reading plan. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Fine. Oh, I feel so good about this. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, he thank, gets us down. Thank God. Thank God they're out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's an interesting thing. The Episcopal Church decided to do a, a, a poll. Um, they decided to, to poll Americans to figure out, uh, among other things, how Americans perceive Christians, uh, and and also just sort of issues of the day. Hmm. It's an interesting poll. One of the things they learned is that they think very highly of themselves. The Christians do. Uh, so that's nice. They're very pleased with themselves. Um, they had they had a list of uh, characteristics that uh, could be associated with a religious person. And they just said, and they didn't ask about Episcopals uh, specifically. They just said Christians. And they asked, which characteristics do you associate with Christians in general? Mm. And the top ones, if you ask a Christian uh, what characteristics, uh, the top ones are giving, compassionate, loving, respectful, friendly, you know, your basic uh, Boy Scout characteristics. They're very, very, very good. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christians. We're talking about Christians, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, all you had to do is just say those words. Shockingly. Exactly who you're talking about. Shockingly. <laughs> Non-Christians didn't see it that way. <laughs> uh, they they apparently have a bit of a perception problem. Uh ooh, ooh. When you talk to other religions, people of other religions, the first ones that come up are judgmental, hypocritical, <laughs> self-righteous, arrogant. 
And then you get friendly and giving. Oh. Uh, and uh, if you talk to non-religious people, and, you know, these are like, <clears throat> these are assigned percentages, like, I guess, percentage of people who, who associated with the, these words. So in other religions, so like the Christians gave themselves, like 57% gave themselves giving, 56% gave themselves compassionate, uh, 55% loving, 50% mm -hmm. respectful. Anyway, uh, the other religions were like, you know, 37% said judgmental, 36% said hypocritical. The non-religious were like 55% hypocritical, 54% <laughs> judgmental, 50% self-righteous, arrogant, unforgiving, selfish, disrespectful. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so, somebody's missing something in all of this. I feel like there's a big discrepancy there. Oh, that's now the the uh, in the Christian column, they did uh, nineteen percent of them did associate the word judgmental with Christianity, which I think is interesting. How many? Nineteen. Oh, okay. Which anyone? But they were talking about other Christians. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were talking about a specific lady in the ward who was, all, you know, in the parish or whatever. Uh, there were also uh, the way it was also interesting to see how how they thought about things like questions like, I want my children to grow up in a world where everyone is treated equally, regardless of their race or background. Okay. Uh, that was pretty clearly everybody, you know, in in the eighty percent uh, percentile for everybody, including Christians and non Christians alike. Um, however, when you get the the dynamics switch a little bit when you get to questions like people of color in the United States are genuinely impacted by racism, where non Christians agree with that sen sentence at seventy four percent. Christians, mm. in general, agree with that 59%, so at least it's over 50, thank God. <laughs> um, but if you separate that into evangelical and non-evangelical, evangelical are only at 53%, non-evangelical are at 62%. Hmm, all right. Um, <laughs> if you ask them, people who talk about their conservative beliefs are often disrespected, oh, uh, yeah. you'll be shocked to learn that I'm actually surprised how few Christians believe that. Uh, it, it only amounts to 43% of Christians believe that, huh. um, with 48% evangelical and 40% non-evangelical. Hmm. Right. Anyway, uh, interesting that they, you know, this this one came from inside the house, and uh, you know, they 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 did this themselves. Uh, and at least one of their bishops, one Mr. Uh, Bishop Michael Curry, has uh, has acknowledged that there is a problem here, uh, <laughs> and said well, that, yeah, maybe some of it's a perceptual problem, but also we we kind of need to do some work. Uh, it, there may be some truth to this. It's um, kind of embedded into the into the whole thing though yeah like, christians being judgmental that's that's christianity yeah I mean, that's, that's you're not you're not wrong on yeah. that 
Like that's uh, I don't I don't know how you you separate that out. There's also uh, the question: How many? Like, do you believe that the Christians that you know represent the values and teachings of Jesus? Ooh. Uh, wh- whether it's uh, you, they represent them a lot, represent them a little, somewhat do not or do not at all. Um. Yeah, the Christians give themselves a lot of credit on that one too. Wow. So the Christians say that the Christians that they know represent uh, the the values and teachings of Jesus a lot at about 34%, and then represent them a little at 37%. So that's a very high number of the two of those. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Other religions, they say represent them a lot, 6%. <laughs> And represent them a little, 17%. And the non-religious say, of the non-religious, the percentage of people that they know that represent Jesus' teachings, they say 2%. Uh, And 15% represent them a little. But over 50% 50 somewhat do not uh, or do not at all. Oh my god, that's so. that's amazing. Yeah. I kind of love it. Good on them for doing that survey. Yeah, and then releasing the actual numbers. Yeah, I that hope doesn't that make I, them look good. I hope that they uh, they really take it to heart because uh, they're dicks and they need to stop it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, if you would like to tell us about how the Christians you know exemplify the teachings of Christ. Uh-huh. Feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around, there's more show coming right up. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, you know, we heard a couple weeks ago from Lauren Witzke, who was the uh, she was she was the GOP's candidate for Senate in Delaware in 2020, and is a f- extreme right wing QAnon nut job. <laughs> okay, but I don't I don't think there's an easy way to overstate how how deep her nut jobbery goes. Okay. So we're going to let her she is interviewing I don't know what her what show she had. I think she has she was with OAN or one of the one of the like nutball quote unquote news networks. Okay, yeah. And uh and so she anyway, she's it seems she I think she's got a show. And she is Zoom interviewing a guy. He's a streamer. He's a far right guy. His name is Jared Noble, uh-huh. aka Wooza. Sure. Who, okay. If I were to describe him, I would say he is a probably 20 something 1980s professional wrestler, wrestler <laughs> cosplayer. <laughs> But that's just his life. 
That's just what it's he not looks cosplay. like. Cosplay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Okay. That's just what he like. He yeah. has this mane of platinum blonde hair that tumbles over his shoulders, <laughs> uh, and is wearing uh, sunglasses for part of this. That I I can't describe as any other. They are Randy Macho Man Savage worthy sunglasses. Yeah. Anyway, got style. Uh, Lauren Witzke is going to let him say his piece. And then I think you'll notice that she is not going to contradict him, but maybe actually add on to what he has to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's that. My real position is that women are our currency to be bartered and uh, traded. You know, we see in the Bible, it's not biblically unfounded. It's a lot, a lot like I'm making stuff up and, and being disrespectful or anything, but it's like, you could trade a nice virgin bride for a half a dozen yoke of oxen. And I think if we went back to that and got rid of all this feminism crap, forget about your master's degree, forget about your career, and just go mommy mode. That's what I believe in. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you uh, think that... I think that they should also, like... You know how there used to be like dowries back in the day, like in the biblical yeah. time, you'd have to like, yeah, I think that we should bring that back. However, okay, so I was talking uh, with a, I think she was Indian woman about her arranged marriage, but here's the deal with that. Okay, so here's the deal with arranged marriages is that your parents want what's best for you. So if you let your parents choose for you, they're absolutely gonna choose the best, not exactly what you want, maybe not, like because of course we always choose what is the worst for us um, at women as a tendency. So I like fully support arranged marriages. Um, like parents having a say and like choosing and like make like choosing the family that you choose to bond yourself with. Like I fully support that. I think that's great. Um, I think that we should do more of that. I think we should actually bring that back because it's really not a bad idea. Mm. So there's that. That uh, I mean, I can't argue with him about the biblical precedent for it because <laughs> it's there. He's he's yeah. right about interpreting the Bible. Yeah. Um he's not right to want to implement it. No. But Ugh. what what has happened in this country? I it is shocking. They uh, are th saying the quiet parts out okay. loud at all times now. All right. No, no, no. What's happened is that they have microphones and webcams. Yeah. That's what's happened because these ding-dongs always existed, right? And so for all of the good, right, helping so many atheists find, like, online communities, like the people you were just talking about, the, the, the Republican woman, you know, atheist in the South, right? Right. Like, she can have an online supportive community, you know, some that, that consists of people elsewhere. Yeah. We've, it, it's, it's benefited us, Right. And it's been great for us. It's uh, been equally effective for them. Sadly, we, <laughs> we might need to nuke this uh, this whole internet. <laughs> this this internet thing might be a bad idea. Uh, it it allows <laughs> communities to form. You know the yeah. ding dongs. Like he's not the first idiot. You know, nineteen year old to. Um, to say some, you know, boy, to say something like that. Right. He's, he's far from it. 
in fact. Right, but he's um, supposed to be surrounded by people who say, that's not cool at all, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And or he's he, supposed to be yep. put firmly in his place. Yep. Or they're the, the handful of people who agree with him in his town. They get together, right. but they're so isolated, right? Yeah. They never feel like they're they're part of a bigger thing. Right. And they know that they're not allowed to say it out loud except to each other. They know yeah. that the entirety of their community rejects them. Yeah. Or they just live out, you know, their status as pariahs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, no, the like and the fact that she not only didn't say, "Whoa, dude, that's a horrible thing to say," but said, "Yes, and it's good improv, frankly." Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you yes and dowries. You probably don't yes and you don't want to one up women are like for barter and or sale with also uh parents should be arranging these marriages. That is a that's a hell of a one up right there. Yeah. Really great idea though. Yeah. <laughs> There's they're good thinkers. They're smart people. <laughs> I'm uh, I I you got to give them that. Oy, oy, oy. All right. Well, we had some wonderful people write into us uh, yeah. this week. So, and well, uh, we, you know, it's been two weeks. We uh, yeah, last we, week we were not really here. And look, Frank, we're not in bunkers. The, we the, sir, we lived. The nuclear holocaust hasn't happened yet, so <laughs> we were way off. That's on our predictions. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's from Maggie who wrote into us to say, Hi, Frank and Dan, my name is Maggie, and I'm a licensed psychologist. That's good. Uh, the unlicensed ones are the ones I worry about. <laughs> um, I really appreciated your episode about managing mental health during the past several months and highlighting the most recent uh, tragedies in Ukraine. I wanted to provide some additional tips about navigating mental health during times of uncertainty, i.e. the pandemic, elections, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, while getting support from therapists or loved ones can be crucial, sometimes it is helpful to have some actions to take on your own. Mm. And I really appreciate that, Maggie, because we are just two dopes. Yeah. Uh, and you are a trained person who probably should be talking about this rather than us. So that's great. So here are Maggie's two points. Uh, one, monitor your, quote, information diet. Mm. Uh, while it is important to stay informed on recent events, make sure you are doing so mindfully. Use trusted news sources to avoid misinformation and quote-unquote clickbait uh, that is intentionally used to elicit stronger emotional reactions. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is specifically designed to make you angry or to make you sad or whatever, and that's not what you need. Mm -hmm. um, also be mindful of the times of day you are consuming news slash social media. Consume news and social media at designated times if possible. Do your best to start and end your days with calmer activities, i.e. journaling, reading, oh. watching a pleasant TV show, meditation. That's the exact opposite of what I do. Yeah. Am I doing, doing this it wrong? wrong. Oh, you're God. doing it wrong. <laughs> I wake up I in the morning. Too. And I, I check to see if, uh, you know, most of Europe is still there. Has the so. earth completely blown up yet? Yeah. No. And then before going to bed, I check again just to make sure it's all still there. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, it's kind of 
It's funny because the image that came up when I read this for me was my dad in the evening reading the newspaper. Mm. And I thought, you know what? That's what you do. You set aside a time and you, you open the newspaper mm. and you work your way through it and then you close it and you put it away and you're done for the day. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Maggie's second idea was when you feel helpless or overwhelmed, make two lists, one titled Things Within My Control and another titled Things Out of My Control. Take some time to journal your thoughts and put them into each appropriate column. Hmm. Then focus on the things within your control and take some actions. After that, you can take some time to journal or reflect on the things that are out of your control as a way of to validate and empathize with your emotions. Hmm. This coping skill creates a balance where we can validate the uncertainty while also feeling empowered to take meaningful actions. Hmm. I'm doing this one wrong too. I fixate on and stew about the things <laughs> that I, uh, I can't control. Hmm. There's no writing involved. We're pillars it, of mental health is it, what it's. Is I what just, I at. sort of spiral around it. <laughs> right. It's like some sort of like, like in, 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 in the emotional toilet around the that you are, that you're in. <laughs> okay. It, All right. Next it, one. Next one. No, what no, else no, those, are the, those are the only two for oh, now. Oh, okay. Well, Maggie, Maggie said she could go on for forever, but, uh, but she was going to keep it to two. I think those are two very <laughs> good ideas. Good. Yeah. So take those to I heart. Should, I should start doing those. Do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> uh, Anonymous wrote in, uh, you'll remember that we had a call from Brandy who uh, who was taking us a little bit to task, not really, for uh, because uh, she was pointing out that not everyone comes to their gender identity early. Mm -hmm. And some, uh, some find, you know, we had talked about, you know, trans kids know. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can believe the, their experience, but not everyone comes to it then. Uh, and Anonymous wrote in to say, I just wanted to shout out to Brandy. I myself didn't know my gender identity until I was in my 40s, and I'm finally accepting the girl inside of me ah. that was clearly there all along. Hmm. I identify as non-binary, and within the metal community, I, I assume that means uh, heavy metal music, mm. Mm. within the metal community, people have been incredibly supportive. Uh, but it was really difficult, so my heart goes out to you, dear. Hmm. And then uh, we, you know, we talked about right. We got to get through. You know, we 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 had a couple weeks, so we got we got a few things. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that this name is Elo, Elo, uh, who writes in to say, "Hey guys, I was listening to your comments about Russia's claims about denazification of your Ukraine. You found it strange that Russia is fighting Nazis." while Ukraine is much less anti-Semitic than Russia. However, you should understand that in the USSR and later Russia, Nazis were not uh, and are not associated with Holocaust, at least not much. Concentration camps are a small part of the great patriotic war mythos, hmm. showing how horrible and corrupt Nazis were. But the main focus uh, is on how Nazis killed and terrorized people, the people of the USSR and Russia. Uh, oh. In short, were enemies of USSR and Russia. And how heroic the Red Army was while fighting these horrible, corrupt enemies. Huh. 
So when the word Nazi is used in Russian propaganda, the idea is to label someone who is against the Russian people and wants to harass and hurt Russian people. Right. I'm, from a, I'm from Estonia, and we are often labeled as Nazis in Russian propaganda too. Interesting. I think that makes total sense. Okay. And, and we had multiple people write in to make that point. Huh. Uh, so I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I did not have the Russian perspective on that. Um, but interesting. very interesting. Nazis are just bad guys who, who do bad things to Russians. Right. All right. Uh, and then uh, also James wrote into us to say, uh, I'm 57, and remember Pat Robertson's obsession with the end times and Soviet-American conflict from the 80s. Oh. He had several books about it and how it was going to start Arm Armageddon and bring upon the end times. <laughs> It's no surprise that he's creaming his pants at this, le at this conflict because he sees it as the fulfillment of his end times obsession. Oh, my God. So, uh, so what if it's 30 years later? Right. In line with his logic, Putin has to invade Israel because that's what's going to bring about the end of the world uh, and God will return to earth. Wow. That makes total sense. Like, yeah, it, he literally predicted all that shit back in the Cold War era, and none of it came true. And he, you know, I mean, this at is, this point, yeah. the man's used to his prophecies not coming true. Yeah, but. but it's probably where his longevity comes from, right? Like, he's holding on. Right? <laughs> he's like, I have to be right about this. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't happened yet. Yep. So, uh, I need to see the that, earth James. burn. <laughs> it's got to happen at some point, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, um, I we we have some folks to thank, and I'm going to start us off. Uh, Cynthia, who wrote into us and said uh, that literally that her birthday and spring are just around the corner, so it must be time to give one more, or give her one time donation to her favorite ex Mormons. Oh, uh, so she has, has generously donated to us, and I am going to say that she, you know, it's harder to calculate with the one time donations. But I am going to say that Cynthia, you are now a uh, a priest. We're going to give you that priesthood, that level of priesthood. You're yeah. a priest. Wow! So congratulations hmm. and thanks to to you, Cynthia. We appreciate it. And Frank, do we have some other people to thank? We do indeed, Dan. Uh, we have four new patrons on okay. Patreon. Beautiful. Um, we've got two new teachers. We have Hypatia fan. And Ooh. Jacqueline. Okay. Um, so thank you to the both of you. Wonderful. And then we have a new elder by the name of Eloise. Ooh, so Eloise. Thank you, Eloise. Getting that Melchizedek priesthood up in here. And Dan, we have yeah. to we uh, we have to say thank you first to Demonium for for all of the support uh, that Demonium has given us. And um, continues to give and us. continues to give us. Um, but there's a new Lord and Savior. A new... Oh, shit. There's a new <laughs> Lord and Savior in town, bitches. Or perhaps uh, a Lord and Savior has returned. Oh. It is the second coming. It's the second coming. <laughs> what? Of Austin. <laughs> Damn, Austin. <laughs> so, nice. So thank you so much. If you'd like to join 
uh, any of these fine folk, you can do so. Going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab. Um, and then you get to choose how you do. You can do PayPal, you can do Patreon. It's up to you. Thanks so much, everyone. There's more show coming up. Dan. Well, yes. Hello. Sainthood. Saints. It's, we know something about being a saint. We were well, saints. All yeah. Mormons are saints. All Mormons are saints. Come, come uh, ye saints. It is literally in the title of the, of the, the religion. The, the yes. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. And then, we, are, we are all beatified. We are canonized <laughs> the minute we pop out of our moms. Oy, oy, oy. We need to lean um, more into that with the Mormons. Yeah. You know, call him Saint. Saint, oh, Saint Bob. How are you doing today? Yeah. As opposed, in, instead of Sister Johansson, uh -huh. it's just Saint. Hey, hey, Saint Helen. How are you? <laughs> Mount Saint. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Uh, so, but but unlike Catholicism or or you know many of the other Christian sects, mm. we never had a concept of sainthood that that was about dead people in heaven interceding in our lives. You know right. what I mean? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Was... And and so I have always been a little bit mystified by the concept of sainthood. It feels to me deeply incongruous with the theology of Christianity. Mm. Uh, just, I, I'm not used to it. Uh, it just feels wrong. Um, I, I'm, I've been thinking about it because, you know, one of the stories that I opted out of doing this week was about some, uh, some, uh, some guys who were, who were murdered by death squads in El Salvador back in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, they're, they're sort of, T they've taken steps toward ma toward making them uh, saints. They're they're beatified now, and that's that's you know one step towards what what they all they have to do is be canonized, and then they'll be saints, uh. Catholic saints. What are you when you're beatified? Where, I, do you have a title? You, I don't know. I think you're just uh, you're just fancy. You're the yeah. So Father, I don't, I don't so know. So. But I guess I wanted to ask you, Frank, what, like, because the idea, I guess, is that, you know, God's real, real busy up there in heaven. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't have time for every single prayer. So he has a call so send center. send some of them to a saint here and there. Yeah. You know, send a prayer to... to to St. Patrick or to St. whatever. We're recording on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I got re I got into it on Facebook a little bit because I made the claim uh, that Patrick is not actually a saint because he was never canonized. What? Um, he wasn't because they didn't do that way back then. Mm. And I also, you know, I, lo I, I looked into it some, not... You know, I didn't do the deepest of deep dives, but I did do some research about it. I did a segment on on St. Patrick's Day uh, for How to Heretic, mm -hmm. or on St. Patrick himself. Ah, and uh, 
And the thing about St. Patrick is that, you know, yeah, he they didn't do canonization back then when he was around. That wasn't a thing that the church did. Mm. And then when they started doing it, nobody went back and canonized him, which they did for some other people. Mm. There were a few that were alive, you know, back before that time that they went and officially canonized. So, but... Boy, I, I claim he's not a saint, and uh, a few of my Catholics, Catholic friends or, you know, acquaintances came out and were, no, no, he is a saint, because he was a saint by popularity, and oh, I guess at some point well, yeah. it is kind of a popularity contest. Of course it <laughs> and, is. And, uh, and, and so he is considered a saint, and when you read the church's, own, like the Catholic church's definition of saint and like what is and isn't a saint it's pretty squishy it is uh it, you it is hard to nail them down on that <laughs> it's definitely easy to figure out what qualifies for sainthood now like there is a set series system of rules and there's a number of miracles that have to be attributed and those miracles have to be vetted by mm-hmm. people from the vatican and then you know there is a there is a distinct and uh, and and written out process, but you go back far enough and it's just like a lot of people liked that guy. <laughs> a lot of people liked him. Yeah. So, so we're just gonna. He's a saint. That guy's a saint. We'll just call it that. What did he do? What did Saint Patrick do? Uh, he was a missionary. He, okay. ba- you know, the whole thing about him driving the snakes out of Ireland. Yes. Is that, uh, is that real? No, there were no snakes in Ireland. <laughs> no. But a lot of people... A lot of people How, theorize... Dan, like, that had to happen s- somehow. <laughs> right? They just didn't get there. That's or ridiculous. Or maybe they all moved out. Maybe all the snakes were like, <laughs> fuck this place. Okay. So there's this but a lot of people, a lot of people theorize that, it, that it, the snakes reference is actually a... a dickhead reference to uh to pagans he drove the pagans out of ireland oh and then it took on a life of its own okay gotcha. anyway yeah i mean his big thing was he was just a a missionary and he convinced a lot of irish people to join the church and if there's something in particular that you need from (laughs) the big man upstairs uh what do you go to saint patrick for do you know I mean, he's the patron saint of Ireland, so I I guess if Ireland needs something, if if your Ireland has broken down. But I mean, like in Rome, there's like, I can't remember which saint it is, but there's like the patron patron saint of the automobile, right? Yeah. And there's like a specific church that he's sort of, I think it's his church. And on such and such, on his day, you can go drive by the church (laughs) And there's a there's a Catholic priest out there, you know, who can like bless your car as it goes by. Bless your car, or maybe you do, pull do, up real quick and he's just sprinkles a little water. And... Did they throw in a, a wash and wax as well? I feel <laughs> no, like they no. should. No, it's probably just going to leave water spots. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of like this idea of like some intercessionary call center in the sky, right? That, like, yeah, it's easier to get through. You know, there might yeah. be a high call volume, but you'll get right. through, right? Yeah. And uh yeah, Saint Gertrude's gonna gonna hear you. Yeah. God, 
Yeah, he's got too many voices. There's too out to much him. going on. And he's got other stuff to do. He can't just be tending to prayers all the time. No. And this is what these guys do. No, but if you want if you want your fireworks show to go well, <laughs> you're gonna pray to Saint Barbara. That's who you pray to. Is that for real? Yeah, yeah. Saint she's of... the patron saint of fireworks. I oh. just I just looked up a few weird ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you if if you're ugly, no. you go to Saint Drogo. No. That's who that's just who you go to. Oh my god. The patron saint of unattractive people. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's yeah. no wonder I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we obviously don't I have no it. idea who this man is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, it's just such a weird concept. Like you can't set up your guy to be omnipotent, to be all powerful and all loving. Mm-hmm. And then also say, but also maybe he's not listening. He's a little strapped for time. That's the issue. Don't, don't bug him. <laughs> go, go, go to the you know go go to the receptionist first. <laughs> see well, if Sam in accounting exactly. can help you. Exactly. And if you it go to the needs CEO. to escalate, it can escalate. <laughs> you know, but it, like let's let's keep let's keep the idiot stuff off his desk. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, don't bother him. He's busy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. It's just such a, it, I, I don't know. It obviously provides deep comfort to some people. I, you know, I recently got back from Mexico. That's where I went on my, on our little, on our, mm-hmm. both of our separate vacations. I went to Mexico. <laughs> uh-huh. And as we were, uh, you know, I stayed in a very small fishing village. Yeah. That you'll, you can only access. Your description of yeah. it was absolutely thrilling. Like just amazing. Our, our patrons get to hear all about it. So <laughs> if if you want to know more, give us your money and uh, and you can hear all about it. That's patrons only content right there. But one of the things that happened was that as we were riding, you know, as we were taking the boat ride to this little village, along the coastline, there are these rocks that have like I get. I don't know if it was Maria. I, I had little Santos, little uh, little, you know, maybe foot and a half tall sculptures, mm, mm-hmm. just sort of attached to the rocks, looking over the ocean. Mm. I don't know what they're for. <laughs> I don't know what any of it's for. It's just so weird to me. Why are they doing work? Why are like this is? There's a dude who has this job. Why, why are, why are any of these other people having to do the work? I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sensing a strike coming. It sh- they, they, they should the go Saints on strike. Need to go on strike. They need to, uh, like, yeah, do, do some collective action and just like, and, like and theoretically have these some are demands all the, guys, right? These like, are all the best people God. earth had to offer. Yeah. They worked hard. They did their time here on earth. Yeah. Let them have their paradise. They should be sipping margaritas. They've got all and, of eternity uh, and for chilling. that. They've got all of eternity for that. <laughs> they can give us a little bit of time right now. Okay. That's, you know. There you go. I'm going to say. But no, they need to get some really good demands. God. He can. Yeah. He's omnipotent. That's right. He can give you a break every once in a while. Yeah. Maybe an extra week of vacation. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to take my workload for at least a week and a half. I'm going to Bar- Barbados. Get some more saints up here. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, look, the liturgical calendar is fucking full. They got plenty of saints. <laughs> no, but the workload, Dan. <laughs> They're running out of people like feast days. Everybody's sharing feast days. <laughs> really? I'm 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 pretty sure that I I think I said Saint Gertrude earlier, and I think the reason I said that is because I read that she also has a feast day on March 17th. Oh, so, poor Saint Gertrude. She gets no love. <laughs> it's all Patrick all the time. What was she the patron saint for? Uh I I think it's cats. Cats. Well, all right. So, so what happens to all the cats in Ireland? <laughs> They're ignored. They are just totally ignored. They're left to their own devices. No love at all. <laughs> Nobody's there to help them. Oh, they have to appeal directly to God. It is so sad. Yeah. All right, it is so sad. All right. Well, if you listener at home can offer any insights as to what the fuck a saint is and why the fuck a saint is I'd love to hear it <laughs> write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call leave us a voicemail message and tell us about it the telephone number is 424-666-8442 yeah hey go to the Facebook page will you facebook.com slash atheist. click the like button And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. And uh, we've got a couple options there for you. Yeah. Uh, Listen, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.